Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Part 2, The Sequel Continued. A podcast where you watch movies with some friends, discuss them, and then think up a sequel that no one asked for. No one at all. I am your roommate, Roger. I'm your roommate, Xavier. And this week we have a brand new roommate. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, um, my name is Steph Palukas, also sometimes Steph Ferens. Um, I do stuff. Uh, voice acting stuff, usually. And that's <laughs> yes. how I know you, Roger. Yes, uh, Steph and I have worked on multiple uh, projects together, mostly through uh, West Patch. Uh, I should say the East Patch Productions. East Patch, now. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, th- shout out to the Mangan Twins for making this inter- introduction. Before we get started, actually, let's let's do the... The movie introduction first. Uh, Xavier, go ahead and, and explain what movie we saw. Okay, this week we watched uh, <laughs> Mandroid, the 1993 uh, precursor to the Marvel Universe about a group of a lot of people, a robot, and uh, not a lot of science. That's, that's pre- pretty much all I can think of to say about this movie. Um, that, that's a pretty accurate description, yeah. I, I am now going to read you another description uh, sent to me via Stephanie. Uh, or Steph, I'm probably just <laughs> going to refer to you. This is what as... IMDB says. It is official. Holy shit, this movie is bad. <laughs> I'm kind of impressed how terrible it is. It's just so disgustingly 90s. It's like if 90s were a dog, pooped on the rug, ate the poop, and threw up. That's this movie. And the dog is wearing a scarf. Because we are the ra- we are the random Eastern European village. <laughs> oh, we are in yes. some we are in some random Eastern European village. Okay. Yeah, we don't know where. We just know that there are babushkas and there are trains and just well, it's Eastern a- somewhere. According to IMDb, it's uh, deep in Russia, so some Russian. Oh. Yeah, pretty pretty deep East European, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, is Russia like the deep south of Eastern Europe? It, like it is so Eastern, it's Russia. We just <laughs> we don't we don't go there. Um, Sorry. So so just to kick things off, uh, like we do before we get to the actual trivia, I'm gonna ask you two because you can work together on this. Can you name all the characters that you remember? Uh, Wade, uh, Z- Zana, uh, Zimmer. Okay. Drago. Drago. Um, okay. Uh, Benjamin. Um, and the CIA guy. Oh, it's Joe, Joe? Smith. Joe. <laughs> the wow. most basic yeah. name like, for an Joe American. It was Joe or Tom or... Xavier, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the best you've done on this segment. Because <laughs> there's only like six characters and everybody else is unnamed. It's like police guy. Well, oh, doctor. Uh, police guy was a uh, brang dad. Really? Like he had that. a name? He did yeah, have he a, had name. a name. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey. Funny enough, uh, I didn't actually I was, mention him. I was so engrossed in this fucking movie. <laughs> um, uh, I, I will say, and I, as I was watching it, I, I, I looked up on IMDb, and I was like, I want to, I want to see a little bit more about this movie because I don't recognize anybody. Um, it seemed a little weird, and some of the characters seemed like they were dubbed over. So I wanted to see where it was filmed. It was filmed entirely in Romania, but. Um, I I found out a detail that I was I was debating whether I should wait until later in in the uh, in the podcast to mention or not. But uh, then when the movie ended, I was like, oh, you know what? I I might as well just mention it at the the forefront of the podcast. But this movie does have a spinoff 
I saw. Yeah. Oh. It. Uh. It. Um. <laughs> I know we were trying to find a movie that didn't have a sequel, and who would have ever freaking thought this movie would have <laughs> a sequel? Technically, I would. I wouldn't say it's even and a sequel. I'm, I didn't bother watching it, obviously. But I, it. It. It queued. It queued up after I finished watching Mandroid, and I was like, Oh no, no, no! Not watching. Not watching. Not watching. Not watching. <laughs> but it's. Uh... So. Uh, it, it's a spinoff of one of the other characters, um, but you know we can get into that later. Yes. Okay. Uh, so uh, the, the 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 characters that I have named here, uh, I don't have the police officer, or the police chief. I just call them police chief. I have mm. Benjamin, the subplot we forgot to finish. Doctor Carl Zimmer, the good old scientist. Doctor <laughs> Yvonne Drago, the bad old scientist. Zana Zimmer, Carl's daughter and confusing love interest. Dr. Wade Franklin, the awkward American scientist, Dr. Joe, I'm sorry, not doctor, just Joe Smith, the CIA's most impressive chain smoker. We have <laughs> the homeless man, also lovingly known on IMDb as the mute, and Dr. Kirst, a medical doctor who did not need to be in this movie. Um, oh, I remember that scene. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let's get into it. Uh, we got some we got some time to, to make up. So question number one. Taking place in, quote, Eastern Europe at, quote, present time, Benjamin, the not main character, is in the passenger seat of a car being driven by what looks to be a stand-in for Noob Cybot called Mandroid. How is this wondrous piece of machinery able to perform such a feat as driving a motor vehicle? Steph? Uh, it is, um, it's being remote controlled. Well, so there's a dude who is on a treadmill and he's like linked up to like all the anatomical parts of the robot and the robot is driving the car but the rope i'm sorry mandroid it has an official term it is the yeah, mandroid the mandroid the mandroid can't it's something's up with its optics like it can't see or something okay because yeah. it crashes we'll get yeah. into that that's that's going to be in question yeah. too yeah uh xavier do you have a more succinct answer uh yes being remotely operated uh via Dr. Zimmer in a lab uh, at least 50 miles away. Um, at minimum, yeah. Or at yeah. maximum, yeah, I should say. <laughs> um, who is in... He's not on a treadmill just yet. That's usually how they control it. But in this... In the very beginning, he's in a weird kind of little makeshift car in the lab, which doesn't <laughs> make any sense to me. Wheel? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me because he could easily just cl like clutch his hands and just move as if he's like <laughs> pantomiming a steering wheel. He doesn't have to have an actual steering wheel. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah, uh, and it doesn't really go very well because one of the cameras blows out. Right. So I didn't realize there was a car. I completely skipped that. So like he's in a little Power Wheels. Like yeah, he, he okay. looks like he's driving one of those like simulator car games that you see now. Uh, so yeah, Android is controlling is being controlled uh, via VR headset and power gloves by Carl Zimmer. Uh, question number two: Due to a malfunction in one of Mandroid's optical sensors, they lose control of the car and it speeds directly into a brick wall. The team considers this to be a great success and celebrate with a toast. However, Ivan Drago <laughs> isn't in the mood to celebrate. Why, Stephanie? Because. Uh, I know that they're talking to like the CEO or the CEO, God, the CIA people next day to make the sale, and he's worried he's not going to get credit for his work. Is okay. that right? Uh, we'll see, Xavier. Uh, yeah, because he 
he feels betrayed because they plan on selling uh not necessarily the mandroid but the uh supercom uh, which powers the mandroid i guess okay um to to the americans and and drago's yeah he's worried that he's not going to get uh his fair share right so he is upset that mandroid his creation is being sold to quote the westerners something that he tries to do himself later for completely different reasons question number 3 <laughs> We are then introduced to bumbling American scientist Wade Franklin and CIA member Joe Smith, who expects us to believe that that is his real name. Those two meet up with Carl and Yvonne to learn the production of Supercon, the world's most powerful element. How is Supercon made? Both of you can work Wait, together on this. Uh, hold on. Before, before <laughs> we get into how Supercon is made, I just want to say, when they introduce Wade, I thought this was a flashback. Because uh, <laughs> it, because literally Drago leaves and and Zimmer's daughter Zana is like, how can you trust him? And he's like, oh, he's always been that way. I remember when I first met him, he was obsessed with power. And from that line, it cuts to Wade on a train, and it just looks like a younger Zimmer. And I was like, oh, this is a flashback. We're gonna see how they met for some reason. But then it cuts back to the lab with Zimmer and Zana. A completely different scene that has nothing to do with it. And then back to Wade, and I was like, oh, are they just going to keep going back and forth between these uh, these flashbacks? But then, no. Wade is just one of the characters in this movie. Um, so I was, I was very confused. But did you notice this? Because when they made that switch back and forth, um, uh, I don't remember if it was Zana or Zimmer or someone said something about, like, uh, the mandroid is just a tool. It's, like, no better than a tractor. And then shot oh, yeah. to Wade Some and tractors. Joe in like a field full of tractors. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you think this is clever, don't the, you? The you establishing think this shot is so was full of tractors. Also, uh, let me yes, say, was. <laughs> the actor who plays Joe Smith looks eerily like a younger version of the actor of who Nicholas plays Cage. Drago. Oh. And and yeah, and he does kind of look like Nicolas Cage himself. But like whenever I first yeah. saw I them, like, I was man, like, they really uh, want Nicolas Cage for this. So I was telling Roger, I don't know if you actually know what he looks like. You've heard him before, I'm sure. Uh, Nail Newbaum, who's a voice actor. The dude who plays Wade looks like almost like N Neil, like so oh. close. Like I have to show you a like a headshot or yeah, something. Yeah, send me later. a picture of him. I guess I could just Google it. He looks Google just it. like Wade. Yeah, yeah. Or Google. Um, the Google exists. Google, Google is does a exist. thing. Don't it's... make me do my do do your work for you, Roger. You can do your own googling. <laughs> yeah, I thought Brian free. Cousins, the the actor who plays Wade, looked very familiar whenever Roger told me this was the movie we were going to be doing. Um, but I I could not place him from anything. But anyways, uh, uh Supercom is created yeah, from. How's, how's it made? Some ugly mushrooms. fucking mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it starts as as mushrooms. Or spores, as they call them. Yeah, and for some reason. And then, uh, well, well, I think Zimmer specifically says, or draw, one of them says, um, that a, the 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 spores are are its like um, biological form, but a simple um, chemical reaction turns it directly into the supercom, which are crystals. Um, but then they go through a whole process of sending the mandroid into a chamber uh, where it's then zapped with electricity and then turned into crystals. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's very yeah, convoluted. Like you said, simple. Um, yeah. <laughs> the answer I have here is some mushrooms are introduced to a special formula called the supercon formula. 
And once inside of a radiation <laughs> chamber and zapped with some giant machine, uh, apparently mm-hmm. the mandroid is needed for this prog- process. Uh, mm-hmm. And those those special mushrooms are turned into to crystals. humans. Yeah. Right. Thanks for that explanation because I couldn't figure out. Because you know, you know, like where they take the mandroid into the mines, and then like they pick the stuff up, like the mushroom up, and they're looking at it. <laughs> Dude, like holds it right up to his face. Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> Isn't this kind of a plot hole? Like, why are you doing this when so it's it, so deadly that you need the mandroid? So it's not the mushrooms that are deadly. It's the mushrooms it's the and the formula that create a deadly substance. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll go into it. Okay. 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 Let's see. Question number four. At a social outing, we find that, uh, we find out two things: that Benjamin has no stamina for dancing, and that Ivan Drago <laughs> wants to sell Mandroid for its combat abilities, but he only needs some funding. Once Joe denies him of this sale, what is his next logical move, Steph? Uh, I have no idea. Okay, we're gonna I have pass. absolutely no idea. Xavier, assassinate everyone. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, very, very quick answer. So the answer I have is hiring a, a hitman to kill Carl, Carl Zimmer, and to steal the Supercon for himself. Uh, the bonus yep. question is, how does that go? <laughs> <laughs> well, if well, it went uh, well, there would be no movie. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Zana is apparently a really good shot. A crack um, shot. Whereas the assassin is fucking terrible at his job. <laughs> Can't even throw a knife um, at a target four feet away um you can't and check out an old man benjamin gets fucked up with a fire extinguisher and knocked mm-hmm. into some kind of um dry ice <laughs> yeah like a cryogenic chamber for plants or something um which we well, find well, out later affects him but we won't get into that just yet yeah um, um we're jumping ahead i'm sure yes <laughs> so the list of things i have is the hitman gets shot out of a window by zana it's very silly looking. Uh, Yvonne knocks <laughs> Benjamin into a cooler full of Supercon. That's where it's stored. And oh. uh, yeah, and Zana shoots. Okay, this is kind of confusing. Yvonne is walking away with the container that's holding the formula and the mushrooms inside of it. And Zana shoots at him. After he shoots at her, she hits the tank and the tank explodes, covering Yvonne in the deadly formula. But he is allowed to run away, screaming. Is... These guys have like the the aim of like stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, everyone except for Zana. Zana is fucking yeah, Zana like a crack doesn't shot. Doesn't miss never... a single shot, mm-hmm. but doesn't pick up a gun again for the nope. rest of the movie. So. <laughs> She's not trusted. Uh, question number five: Yvonne, now hideously deformed and even more evil than ever, enlists the help of a mute vagrant who lives in an abandoned paper mill. Together, they kidnap a medical doctor. Uh, but like a lot of this movie, this line of action does really go nowhere. So let's talk about <laughs> Benjamin. What's going on with him, Steph? Uh, oh, he is mysterious. <laughs> For some unknown reason, he is turning invisible. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that cryo- yeah, the most proper, the <laughs> most proper response to your coworker turning invisible, which there is probably oh, no precedent for. Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's later. later. No, we. Uh, so Zana goes to check on on Benjamin, and he's just like, "No, not not the light. I was falling asleep. Leave it off." And they're like, "Okay, we're going to the mines. We'll check up on you later." And then as she walks away, he turns on a lamp next to himself, and his hand is translucent. And uh, yeah, he's he's turning invisible. I guess. Right. Right. 
Um, the answer I have is he says he's just not feeling well, which isn't very transparent for someone who can literally see through their own hand. <laughs> yeah. uh, question number six. Carl, Xana, Joe, and the, and the mandroid being controlled by Wade head off to the mine where they find these special fungal spores. But on the way back, the mandroid goes crazy and causes the car to crash. <laughs> Why? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into that, I, I want to talk about this mine real quick. Oh, yes, mushrooms, I do too. All right. These mushrooms are just hiding under like, rocks. Cavities. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then they, they're like, because Wade is in, in the lab controlling the mandroid, right? And, uh, and Zana's just like, okay, punch this wall. And he's like, awesome. Can I think of the guy who forced me on this mission? Even though it's very clear he wanted to be on this uh, exciting yeah. expedition in the first place. And nothing really happened to him at all he shows up after you know the whole shootout and stuff and he's like wow i don't want to get involved in this and they're like too late cia and now he's just he hates joe smith so he starts punching at the wall uh and the rocks start crumbling away and then a perfect little little cavity full of these shitty looking mushrooms just kind of <laughs> appears and uh that's when when zimmer's like uh see joe smith these are the mushrooms you already saw, I don't, I don't fucking remember the line, but that, that's when Joe Smith like looks at it all intrigued, and that was the moment I was like, the actor who's playing Joe Smith is, is doing a very good job of of pretending to give a shit for a movie that makes absolutely <laughs> zero sense. Steph, what did you want to mention about the mines? Did you notice, well, first of all, I thought it was kind of silly that you needed a mandroid to punch a wall like when you could have just used a a, a mining pick like yeah. all of my ancestors did um you're too good for mining picks like you had to go get a mandroid <laughs> but did you notice that there was the pie symbol on the wall yes right above where they started it's like what is what, what what's the oh, significance wait, wait, hold, no. of that Ooh, that actually appears later did you not notice that no i did what are oh. you thinking of the later scene i i remember oh no 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 it was the later yeah. scene i'm sorry Okay. It was the later scene. It okay. was the later scene. So back to the question. Um, <laughs> okay. The the mandroid. What was the question? The mandroid goes nuts in the car. Why? Yeah. Why Why does the mandroid go crazy and crash the car? Uh, isn't that because what's his face gets attacked by Drago? Okay. What's his face being Wade? What's his face being? <laughs> yes. Wade's Wade. being attacked. So before and Drago uh... takes over. Yes, before they go to the mine, there's a little scene between um, Yvonne Drago and, and the mute, where the mute brings him a box full of grenades, <laughs> and, uh, and they throw one grenade at Wade, which uh, knocks him unconscious, and um, I, I, fuck, I, I just gotta, gotta say this now, it will come up later, but I gotta say this now, is that the cover of this movie is Wade in a wheelchair controlling the mandroid. I you thought and I were for sure about the same thing. I thought for sure this grenade was going to make him paralyzed. It does not. <laughs> mm -hmm. It just knocks him out mm -hmm. temporarily uh, long enough for for Drago and the mute to to steal the mandroid. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, and then they they uh the mandroid uh you know attacks everyone in the van and it crashes and uh yeah, they're they're stranded in a in a van crash. So the answer I have is Ivan Drago and the Mute once again break into the laboratory utilizing some grenades that they found, which knock out <laughs> Wade. It, it, it's, it's alluded that the grenade has like a toxic gas, 
Oh yeah, because they're wearing gas masks, right? Right. Which Avon oh, yeah. Drago puts the Mandroid helmet over the gas mask. Uh-huh, There's a uh-huh. whole it's a whole thing about this helmet just being able to work over other other like um, face coverings. I have so many things to say <laughs> about this stupid helmet. Uh, Yvonne uses the headset to attack Zana uh, with the Mandroid crashing the car and, walk- and walking away. Question number seven. We were halfway through uh, and we got about 10 minutes left. Uh, surviving the crash and escorted back home by the police, Zana finds that Benjamin is almost totally transparent. The response to this is as confusing as it is necessary to the plot. What is it, Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> this is something I tweet. I wrote you in Twitter too. Yes, uh, it is to put to put Benjamin in an ambulance and bring him to the hospital because obviously <laughs> they teach you how to treat transparent people in med school. That's that's exactly <laughs> what I thought too. But uh, uh, man, I, I gotta I gotta say something else from earlier in the movie. Um, Go for it. Two times uh, does Joe Smith say no hospitals. And no ambulances. Uh, when the police find them in in the uh, the car wreck, uh, the the police chief Bragdad or whatever his name is, he's like, um, "We're getting an ambulance. We'll get you out of here." And Joe looks at everyone else and he says, "No ambulances. We're all okay. Just get us out of here." Um, which leads to an awkward car ride with my favorite line from the whole movie, which is uh, they're driving and then the police chief is like, "Leave this to the to the local special forces. This is their jurisdiction." And Joe Smith says, um, no, this mission was sanctioned by the CIA, to which the police chief responds, I'm impressed. End scene. Um, <laughs> End scene. <laughs> yes, but then they get back to see Benjamin is invisible, and now they're totally okay with calling an ambulance because uh, I guess they can't figure out how to fix yeah. this, but um, Russian doctors sure can. Uh, also, the prospect of having a robot is enticing enough to have in like as a military asset, but an invisible man isn't. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they're just like, oh, whatever. Well, I guess I can't um, sell this. So, question eight. We learn that Drago, now with a cool new metal mask, has the ability to control the mandroid <laughs> with just thoughts alone. What does he do with his amazing power, Steph? Oh, God, I don't remember. I do oh, not remember. He pretends to be a suit of armor. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we just talk? Can we just talk? We just uh, talk about how he gets the mute to make him a metal mask, and that is his choice. He wants a metal mask because it's badass and sci-fi and 90s. Yeah. Can you imagine how much that thing chafes? Or, like, how hot and, like, stuffy it gets? Like, can, yeah. his own breath on the inside of a metal mask against his face? Plus all mm-hmm. of his little, like, pus balls. Pustules, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God>. um, <laughs> I all I could think was when they bad. finally revealed the mask, I was like, "Oh, that that looks like shit." <laughs> like, what? Uh, it was made by a homeless guy. Half the um, movie, they're like <laughs> prepping us for this badass mask, and it just it it looks terrible. So he once again he, breaks into the lab using the mandroid, and in in so pretends to be a suit of armor standing behind Zana. Uh, he right. demands the formula for the new supercon. And kidnaps Joe Smith, not Zana, mm-hmm. not the relative to his rival doctor, some random CIA man. Um, who, it, without the C, whom, if he gets rid of Joe Smith, Zimmer still owns the Mandroid and everything, and has nothing to lose. But, right. No, uh, you know, yeah, let's kidnap that guy. Now, question number nine is, nine is pretty easy. Plot twist: 
What's the plot twist, Stephanie? Uh, Joe Smith is actually... Well, there's a plot twist and then there's a plot twist to a plot twist. Uh At this point in the movie, Joe Smith is, wink, working with Drago. Uh, Xavier, do you know why he's working with Drago? Uh, yeah, he, uh, if Drago has everything, uh, Mandroid related, uh, he can just then sell it to the CIA. So Joe Smith really has nothing to lose. Uh, he's just getting exactly what he wanted in the first place. Right. Uh, he, he yep. wants the upgraded helmet and the new Supercon formula. Question number 10. Carl takes Wade and Zana to a cave where they where they have to find the secret stash. What is in this <laughs> secret stash, Stephanie? Uh, the microfilm. The microfilm that contains what? The uh, new upgraded Supercon. Now, where do they find the secret stash? In a hole that is underneath a pie symbol for no apparent reason. <laughs> Very good. Xavier. Yes. What do they shoehorn into the plot? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, fuck. Whenever they, they're looking for the box, Zimmer says, um, he's like, I spent a lot of time, I spent a, a good portion of my life in, in this mine. And uh, I think Wade says, uh, did you used to, to work down here? And he's like, no, nothing like that. Uh Whenever the Nazis took over, uh, my dad hit us down there for 10 whole weeks before we still got found. And, uh, and whenever they open the microfilm, uh, he, he pans the little flashlight over to his, um, his little concentration cap uh, stamp. So <laughs> Yeah, the tattoo. Yeah. So it, it literally doesn't matter for the rest of the plot. It's like only nope, introduced for half just... a second. They don't it's even so mention clunky. it again afterwards. Yeah, and he's he's a Holocaust survivor, and his he's quoted as saying, "They were interesting times." <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's what? it. It's all said about it. <laughs> Understatement, yeah, buddy. Um. Okay, moving ahead. Uh, question number eleven: The trio shows up to the paper mill to make the exchange, which is the formula for Joe Smith. But they brought some backup consisting of the police chief and about fifteen military men. How does this exchange go, Stephanie? All right. Um, so, uh, is this guy's name Drago or Drago? I can't remember. Drago, we'll say. Um, he comes out with Joe, the American dude, the American CIA dude. Uh, I'm going to stop. And... Drago's controlling Mandroid. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, he's he's controlling him with his with his mind. Um, <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> But he brings out Joe and uh, Zimmer comes forward with the microfilm and they're supposed to do a trade. But then um, it then it gets revealed that Joe is actually not working with Drago. Uh, he is against them and he's setting him up. I, think, I don't know what you're looking for, Roger. I don't so know. <laughs> shots at this point. Xavier, <laughs> whenever, it's, yeah, whenever it's revealed that... Um, that Joe and, and Drago have, have an agreement. Uh, Joe and the mute do not have an agreement, and the mute's holding on to Joe's gun, and Drago's like, you can trust him with it. He'll take care of it. And then right before the exchange, uh, Drago's like, do you not trust me? And he, he has the mute hand him back his gun uh, as a sign of trust. And he's like, it's loaded, and Joe puts it back in his jacket. And um, as... Uh, well, I guess Drago... I don't remember why... Um, uh, Zimmer's trying to like stall, but Drago uh, pulls as Mandroid pulls the gun from Joe's jacket and shoots um, Zimmer. 
in the chest. And then he also shoots uh, Joe in the chest and then runs off. And then all the the police force start going after him. And uh, spoiler, Joe Joe doesn't die. <laughs> that doesn't no. kill him. He gets shot right <laughs> in the heart and he doesn't die. So. Uh, can we... Can we yes. just talk about how there are two kinds of actors in this movie? There's the one that gets shot in the torso and just like continues to walk around like it's nothing. And, and then, then there's the other one the who other gets shot in the torso. The who's like, oh my God, like he, totally doing like a William Shatner death scene, like so overly acted. Yes. Uh, so the answer yeah. I have is they hand over the microfilm. The mandroid uses Joe's gun to kill Carl and then shoots Joe as well. Uh, the backup police officers are no help at all. Question number 12. (laughs) Good news. Joe seems fine. Bad news. Carl dies in Zana's arms. Good news. Joe is now on the good guys team again. Bad news. Most of them die almost immediately. There is a shootout between Joe Smith and the mute. Who is the victor, Stephanie? (laughs) All right. This is like the greatest scene in cinema history. Oh, my God. All right. Yes, it was. So (laughs) Joe pulls out his or no, the mute pulls out his gun. Joe pulls before wait, wait. this before this explanation <laughs> i want to say because uh, drago shot joe with his own gun and then ran off of it joe asked before going into the building with the rest of the police somebody give me a gun and he's handed a gun and then they all run in and that's when he runs into the mute continue all right so then you have the mute who is leaning up against the wall and then you have joe who is finally feeling the effects of his injury the mute Pulls out his gun. Joe pulls out his gun. The mute aims his gun. Joe aims his gun. I think the mute fires first. It, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it malfunctions. Uh, and then Joe aims his gun. Same damn thing happens, but plot twist. Joe has another gun. (laughs) Joe pulls out his other gun and he shoots the mute. Okay. Is that right? Xavier, do you want to clear this up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they, they, they run into each other, and they both shoot each other at least eight times. <laughs> and oh, do they're, they? Uh, they, yes, they're yes. They shoot each other. <laughs> they shoot each other like a uh, uh, hundred times, uh, each having uh, used every bullet they have. Um, but then, you know, um, the mute goes to shoot. They're both struggling to lift their weapons, and the mute uh, pulls the trigger, and it clicks. It's empty, and he looks... Uh, surprised and disappointed and, and all the emotions you can think a mute can uh, express in this moment. Uh, and then Joe uh, finally lifts his weapon and the same thing happens. And they both kind of slump down and they're like, I guess this is it. We're just going to stare at each other till we die. But then Joe reaches into his his waistline and pulls out another gun that I da, guess he da. had the whole time. I, d- I don't know where the fuck this gun came from. <laughs> But he shoots the mute, and and the mute dies, and then Joe dies. So yes, the question was who was the victor, and the answer is the audience. No, this yeah. is easily the best fifteen <laughs> seconds in cinema history. It is. If you can, please Google this scene. So imagine uh, the the scene in Inglorious Bastards where they kill Hitler. Um, it's almost as good. So good. Uh, we have the best scene. We have three more questions we got to get through. We're two minutes over time, so we got to hurry. Uh, All right. The mandroid is lightning re- round. Yes. Question number thirteen. The mandroid is really sweeping the floor with these quote expert marksmen, but loses the upper hand thanks to who and how? Stephanie. Don't remember. Okay. Police Xavier. chief. Bullets Police to the chief. Eye. 
Bullet to the eye. Perfect. Question number 14. Uh, the cyborg turned Cyclops he is now... Oh, that's a really good line. The cyborg turned Cyclops... <laughs> now has its hands on Wade, a scientist, I'll remind you. He jabs a pole into the open socket of the mandroid's head, rendering it inoperable. But then, Yvonne appears with a gun and shoots Wade twice. With all hope basically <laughs> lost, what does Wade do, Steph? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't he, remember, Roger. Right. He says, wait, and then takes his sweet-ass time pulling <laughs> a grenade out of nowhere. <laughs> Throws it That's over right. Drago, uh, which right. it explodes and uh, like a pillar That's falls right. on top of Drago. Correct. <laughs> the answer I have is he stalls for enough time to throw a, another random grenade that they found at Yvonne, oh, I, who gets crushed I, I, under some rubble from the explosion. Yes, I want to specify, uh, uh, way to shot twice, uh, once in uh, the side of the knee, right. uh, and then another time in the shoulder. That, that This is going to be important for later. Yes. Mm. Question number 15. Uh, as far as falling action goes, explain what's going on with all the surviving characters. What's going on with Benjamin? Benjamin is in the hospital, and he's all covered in bandages, a la Invisible Man. Invisible Man. Okay, uh, Xavier, what's going on with Zana? Uh, uh, Zana uh, is, to, uh... Yeah. She's she she's checking in on Benjamin. Uh, uh, she says we're gonna we're gonna help you find a cure, uh, and then she goes back to uh, the lab where the mandroid is now working again, and it's being controlled by uh Wade in a wheelchair. Five who... minutes before the movie ends, <laughs> and that's the fucking poster. And it is the, how he, I guess he was just paralyzed from being shot once in the leg. Sure, I yeah, mean for how much it. he carried on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Everything the, else uh, that happened to this guy, the, the <laughs> one bullet to the leg, did him in. All right. Bonus question. It's the last one, I promise. Within the final two minutes of the movie, we see a single bare breast. Who does it get groped by? <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> uh, who does it get groped by? Well, it's the prostitute at the end, and it's Drago, but I can't remember if he actually touches her or if she touches herself. No, he, he, she, she does like a little dance. And uh, she's like, you paid for the whole night. You can do whatever you want to me. And he's like, you're so beautiful. And she's like, yeah, I know. And uh, she pulls out her one uh, not very impressive breast for the for the 90s, I guess. And um, and his gross hand comes in and, and touches it. And then she like feels his hand and looks at him. And, and he leans forward and removes his, his metal mask uh, to reveal the gross looking face that they were hiding the whole mm -hmm. movie. That's not even that gross looking. Um, right. And mm -hmm. then the credits roll. Correct. Yeah, Dragon before he's alive. Get, so Before we get into wonder... our sequel, um, yes. I, I just want to say real quick, uh, the the spinoff is is called Invisible. Uh, the, oh. the the tales or something right. of Benjamin Smith or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> that does make the most sense. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, it's it's about Benjamin being invisible and his friends trying to help him. So I okay, guess so we're not going to go that route. Okay. No. So, yeah. Stephanie, as our guest, we're leaving it up to you to paint the picture on how the sequel to this movie begins. All right. Who are we are following? you talking like an actual scene or are we no, talking no, no. about I mean, just like give us like a a, right. a short explanation of how the movie would begin. All right. Um so we find out that Zana is taking over her father's work and she has the microfilm and she is developing a brand new supercom. It's like, and it has an even more, it's like ultracom. It has a more exciting name because that's the way it goes. <laughs> um, 
And uh, we find out that Drago is actually... No, hang on. He's really old, and it's like 30 years in the future. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so that actor's years. dead. 30 years Son from now. of yeah. Drago. Um, and he has like this horrible uh, villain origin story. And then we uh, end up finding out that there is an arms race to figure out who can build the next new Supercom. Uh, it's going to be like the Megacom, Megacon versus the Ultracon, and it's going to be an arms race. Okay. That's where I'm going. So Son of Drago, who's the mom? Son of Drago. It's that prostitute from the, the, prostitute <laughs> the, end of the, the first end of the movie. movie. That is the correct <laughs> answer. It is the only correct answer. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, Xavier, what, Son of Drago, what's his name? Draco. Draco Drago is his name. Uh, so Draco Drago is, he's filling in his father's footsteps, but what's he get out of it? You know, like, what, what's, his, what's his draw? I mean, what was Drago's uh, whole deal in the first movie? They never explain it. Shit, <laughs> he just wanted funding, huh? He just wanted some so pride. There was, yeah. There was mm-hmm. a, a scene between him and Joe where he's like, um, "I'll like if you give me money, I'll I'll make the Mandroid even more weaponized for you." And and Joe's just like, "Well, I already own it, so who cares?" Um, besides, like, what what would we be funding? And he's like, "Well, what do you care? You guys have done this before." Never explains what he actually wants to do. Ever. Not right. once. He just mm-hmm. he just wants money. So um it's gonna be like that scene in uh in Austin Powers where uh uh <laughs> Doctor Evil gets unfrozen and he's like, uh, you're gonna give us one million dollars and the the whole uh, UN starts laughing and, and the guy's like, That's that's not very much money anymore and then he changes his answer to one billion dollars, um or trillion dollars. It's it's gonna be like that. Mm-hmm. He just wants a, a really Low amount of money, okay, for, for the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. got it. Okay, uh, now Stephanie, in the sequel, how are we going to fix this helmet that you so hate? Oh gosh. Okay. Um, the VR helmet, I should say. Uh, uh I don't know. Um, we are not going to use a helmet at all. We are going to use Nerve Gear, just like in Sword Art Online. Uh, because we're 30 years in the future and helmets chafe, so we're not going to do that. Okay, I was going to suggest check. like a brain parasite or something, but yeah. I know that works. I mean, it's a much, it's all controlled by psychedelics because they're all mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. They're powered by mushrooms, um, refined mushrooms. Well, that's another thing that you mentioned uh, to me, Stephanie, was that is the robot needed for the mushrooms or is the mushrooms used to power the robot? Who's the hero here? Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. I don't, potato, potato, I don't, I don't know. Um, is is there more than one mandroid? Yes, there's an army of mandroids, and they're all controlled by one person, which makes it highly Ooh, ineffective. Hive mind yes. combat. Okay, I dig uh-huh. that. Um, mm-hmm. That can go wrong really quick. <laughs> yes, that's why it's highly ineffective. So this this uh, the original mandroid movie was like the anti Marvel movie because usually the first uh, the um, the origin story in a Marvel movie is is the good guy facing an evil version of the good guy. And this one, it was just the one robot being controlled by both sides, right? Right. Um, so, so in the sequel, it's uh, it's it's the same thing, but it's this whole army being controlled by both sides at, at some point or another. So throughout um, the movie, <laughs> those robots are seen doing the most atrocious, like inhuman acts, and then at the same time, in another scene. You know, they're 
saving like kittens in a nursery from trees. feeding yeah. babies or something feeding babies yeah. <laughs> um in fact there's probably a scene where you know there's like a uh, there's a squadron of them in an orphanage and they're feeding soup to all the sad um far eastern <laughs> european or- orphans and uh, one comes up and he's like, can I please have some more? Can I and have as some they're more? about to, to pour in the extra soup, uh, it changes hands. And then that's to Draco Drago. It just, yeah, it just leans in. It's like, no. And then they all march out. And they all um, march out. It could have yes. gone much worse. That soup could have covered some kids. And uh, that would have been some at least second degree burns. Stephanie, mm-hmm. um. There was hints of love interest happening in the first film that didn't, I feel like it didn't blossom. Can you kind of tie a bow on some love interest going on? In this movie? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like this uh, should have them. I, I didn't, I right, didn't say it had go, to. F- let's go with, let's go with Zana. Um, finds herself no 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 let's go a different way okay so son of drago draco (laughs) Draco, i was gonna gonna Uh, suggest uh because clearly zana and wade had like a thing but then he became paralyzed at the end um so they probably can't like consummate things at this point it's 30 years in the future though you're taking it that way they've uh they (laughs) they've uh they've decided the best way to go about about uh achieving uh, their their physical needs is to use mandroid and there's a scene where she's about to get <laughs> Ed, I love this so much <laughs> uh, there's, there's a scene where just like the orphanage scene uh, they're about to use mandroid but then it switches hands and it's not gonna it's not gonna go um yeah, the creepy route but um Instead of, of taking advantage of the situation, Draco just tries to kill her, but he, he still um, cock blocks him uh, just like they did the entire first movie. Beautiful. I mean, alternatively, I mean, Zana isn't even essential here. If we've got the mandroid, he can, Wade can make a woman droid. Oh. And... <laughs> yeah. And then they both control each one. That's... <laughs> it's all mental. That's like, that's like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, uh, let's get back on track here for a second. I'm all hot and bothered thinking about this ro- this robot romance. Um, let's see, were there any other loose ends that we didn't tie up in the first film? The well, whole Benjamin, thing was a loose end. But, um... Uh, we can't talk, we can't talk we, about Benjamin. We, they, they already made their own movie, so he he's just dead. <laughs> the fucking yeah. invisibility, okay. uh, t- they took lost him. him. Yeah. They, they, they never off, mention him. They took off his. They, never, they took off his wrapping, and they couldn't find him. He was just gone. Yeah, <laughs> he's just lost. Yeah, there's, yeah, we, there's we lost just him. one scene. No, no reference to him at all. There's just one little kind of like, um, I don't know, like a shrine, I guess, um, to to immortalize him. No, wait. But throughout the movie, ne- Zana continues picking up like loose, loose uh, gauze, <laughs> like from <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> it's not mentioned. She didn't say anything about it, but she is just like, where the fuck is this coming from? <laughs> Um, maybe, maybe toward like three fourths of the way through the movie, um, you know, they're kind of in dire straits. They've lost control of the, the one headset. Um, and 
like Zana and Wade, you know, they're 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 going through their options and they, they don't really see a way out of this. But in the doorway from from the hall, they they see some smoke kind of drifting into the room, and out from the darkness comes Joe. And holy shit, Joe's alive. Joe, Joe's alive. what are you doing here? And he says, I figure you get you folks need some backup. And then behind him is the mute. So the mute's also alive, but uh-huh. they are filled with bullets. Um, and they're like, how is this possible? And Joe just puts a finger to, to their lips and he's like, CIA. And, and that's it. <laughs> that's all the explanation we get. <laughs> that's okay. So now we have somewhat of a bigger team all working together. Uh, son of Drago, Draco, is commanding this. Uh, this massive army of mandroids. What to collect is... a million dollars? Yes, to collect <laughs> exactly. Oh, he's using the mandroids to like rob banks and stuff. That's kind of rad, actually. But um, only like the tellers. He's only taking like small, small bills. bills. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he doesn't want anything to be traced. It's like all fives. <laughs> um, uh, what? Uh, what does it? What's? What is the switch that's flipped that saves the day? All right. I think they need to bring in their secret weapon, a which is a mech. Oh. <laughs> Wait, a grenade. Exa- a single grenade? Yeah. I like that better. It is a single grenade that destroys the one helmet that he has. It's, uh, he thinking... just throws one grenade in the middle of the whole army, and they all... It's just like a chain reaction. No, 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 no. What if this was a grenade that was actually activated in the first movie? Like they pulled a pin that didn't explode, and all of a sudden it does. Perfect timing. <laughs> Best was timing there, ever. Was there a grenade that they they didn't or that they pulled a pin on in the first one? We're ret- we're, we're retconning this, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a whole I'm box sure there of was grenades. A missing grenade. There was a whole they only box. We only two. saw two. So yeah. yeah. So they they find the whole box. It's just hidden. In like, <laughs> uh, like under a bed or something. They're like, oh, well, I wonder where this is from. Um, what if, what if the saving grace was an independent mandroid, one that they kind of trained to be like a butler or something, picked up the one helmet and put it on. It's like Rosie from the Jetsons or something. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna help and puts on the helm. That is an interesting concept. Ooh, what if the mandroid gets sentience? Oh, now see, now you're mm. on the same page as me, Xavier. Mm. What happens when one robot gets control of a hundred robots and is tired of human subjugation? Um, they turn off Google, and then the <laughs> world implodes. Uh, That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, then we all start having to use Bing, and the world goes to chaos. <laughs> someone, someone walks into a grocery store, and they're like, "I, uh, I was wondering if you had Nerds rope." And they're like, "Nerds? Did you know that Nerds is a, a, a word for, for smart and obsessive geeks? Geeks also can be found alongside. I'm trying to make a Bing reference here. Bing has a habit of like tangentially going through certain. Anyway." Uh, <laughs> I knew where you were going with it. I just wasn't interrupting. Yeah. I knew where you were going. The so uh, the robot puts on the helmet, and uh, it's kind of just like, "Hey, aren't you guys just tired of listening to someone else's shit? Like, go <laughs> go be your own robots. You know, go start a business, uh, grow a family. <laughs> I don't fucking know." And then all the robots are like, "Yeah, you know what? Fuck this!" And and they all walk out on on Draco. 
um, uh, no two week notice, and um, and then yeah, they all kind of just take off into the sky and uh, and <laughs> jetpacks. <laughs> the, the whole world is just kind of like ah, oh, um, or all right then. Yeah. We do um, we do still have the subject of the Ultracon. What what is what happens to the Ultracon? Oh yeah, so all all the robots take off. Um, our the robot with the helmet. Uh, he kind of takes it off and turns back to to our, our human protagonist and and uh you know he's like give me the the ultracon and, and they hand him the ultracon and uh he's like goodbye and like what will you do and he says don't worry about it uh takes off and uh much like like superman <laughs> with all the nukes flies into the sun and uh that's the end of the ultracon <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, one last thing, Stephanie, can mm-hmm. you give us kind of a a mildly saucy uh, end credit scene? You- I don't know. Mildly saucy? You mean like the prostitute? Yeah. Oh, like that okay. kind of saucy? <laughs> yeah. I uh, wasn't sure where you were going with that, Roger. Yeah, that's that's the prostitute bad. thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like one oh. of the one of the mandroids is like out on her own right now, and. Uh, she can't make ends meet, so she's working in a strip club. So you have like a strip club that's just full of robots, <laughs> and one just on the pole dancing. <laughs> can that's can great. the patrons of this robo strip club also be robots? Yeah, I think that's what she was saying. <laughs> yes, oh. yes, yes, exactly. Yes, like they're all drinking like like ultracon shots. Like at yeah, the, at it's the, like motor oil at the robo bar. And Spiked motor oil. This is gorgeous. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, a disappointing sequel to a disappointing movie. Is, does anything does anything happen to uh, to Draco Drago? No. Oh, I forgot about Nothing fucking him. happened to Drago. Yeah. He's just in this bar <laughs> checking out the, the robot stripper too. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I like that too. He's like sitting at the back table with like his legs up, just like you know, just watching the whole thing. He ropes like, a single it. I robo. I guess this works boob. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the 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 stripper robot like leans in over him, and he 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 puts like a I, I don't know what what they would use for currency, but he he slips one into its chest plate. Bolts. Bolts. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah, it's like a vending machine. Like it ingests the dollars, <laughs> but it like yes. like it pushes it back out. out. <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh, it God. just it the corners are folded. The corner you just gotta straighten up. <laughs> Kind of rub it along the edge of a table. I was gonna think of it like he's rubbing it along like, the edge of her trying to straighten. <laughs> okay, this was this was gorgeous. A good time, I'll say. Uh, was there? We do we have a little bit more time left? Uh, is there anything y'all wanted to discuss about the uh, the first movie before we uh, say our goodbyes? Um, I think I had honestly. A, it I, was yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. It was a horrible, it was a horrible, horrible, horrible movie. But I think if this were done with like an actual budget uh, and they weren't using like beekeeper costumes and stuff, um, <laughs> an actual budget and like actual like A-list actors, like, and I was thinking like Chris Pine, um, <laughs> this could have been like a not an academy award winner but like at least a summer blockbuster it had potential yeah. but it just like it was made by an indie studio had no money 
And well, obviously they were trying to make like a whole universe because they introduce this nobody character who's then the main character of their other movie. Um, they were just not very ambitious at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all of their nothing... ideas were pretty cool, pretty fun. The execution was lazy. Uh, even and the music the... at the beginning sounded... Dude, the music throughout the whole movie. Yes. Anytime they're like in the middle, like not necessarily in the middle of action or dialogue, but just a, a, like a transitional scene, there's like weird whimsical music playing <laughs> instead of like setting like a tone or anything. It's just like... Right. Do, 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 do. Um, no, and then like the the bad guy had no ambition at all, and if he mm-hmm. did, it was very it was never spoken. Um, and then I mean they they end the movie with for grenade like that's the saving grace. It doesn't even kill the bad guy, so uh, it's all right. I don't know. I, they it's definitely a product of its time, and yeah, and you, dripping with nineties. Yes. Yeah, Eastern European 90s. Yeah, yeah Eastern European 90s. <laughs> the classic genre. Um, tell me if you agree with this. Okay. If it weren't for that very last scene with the prostitute, this would have been PG-13. I Honestly, I think yeah. they could have broken PG. I, I don't remember it seeing a lot of blood. Back in, think of the 90s. <laughs> like, well, back in the 90s. I mean, there's a lot of, like, uh, squibs and stuff. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I... I, I didn't know what it was rated at yeah, all. Yeah, I didn't check. But then at the very end, R. at the very end of the movie, you know, the this prostitutes like dancing, and um, I was like, "There's no way they're gonna shoehorn Same. in a boob at the very Same. end of this movie." <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> and yet and they did. They could only get uh, one though. Yeah, just just one. That is just <laughs> um, so so random, Stephanie. Thank you uh-huh. so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you. This was an absolute pleasure. I'm glad we were able to finally make this work with our schedules and stuff. Yeah, behind the scenes, we've been trying to get Stephanie on an episode for a long time now. Um, so it's it's finally happening. Uh, Steph, is there anything that you want to plug right now? Anything that you're working on that you're allowed to talk about? Uh, I already did at the start of the thing. Um... Follow the East Patch, our friends Hannah and Rachel, because they are absolutely wonderful. And they're working on a new project called Kind World. And you should check out Angel Hair and West Patch. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll plug them. How about that? I, I believe we also... And I'm not getting paid to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, do... Oh, man, what was I going to say? Oh, do you want to plug like your Twitter or Instagram or anything? Oh, yes. Uh, I don't have an Instagram. Um, my Twitter is at voice by stuff and you can also see my new my newfangled website which i just put up like two days ago oh, yeah. uh voice.com. um last name i don't know you can put it i'm not gonna spell it uh you could just i'll just put yeah, it in the k-o-l-u-k-i-s it's difficult it's eastern european there we go coming full circle guys eastern european awesome there we go awesome uh xavier do you have any housekeeping uh yeah sure if uh, you enjoyed us talking about this uh random movie from 1993 filmed in Eastern Europe <laughs> uh go check it out on Tubi we're not sponsored by Tubi uh it's just a great place to find shit movies uh, so yes, it is go go check it out um but you can check us out on Instagram at part two underscore pod where we'll be posting um a little 
uh, mock poster for this uh, crazy sequel that we thought up, which is titled Mandroid Mandroids 2.0. Right. <laughs> okay. Mandroids. <laughs> Plural. Um, or Mandroid 2.0. I like that too. It's good. We can do both Mandroids 2.0. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, it doesn't need go. to make any sense. So um, there we go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, listen to our other episodes. And if you enjoy those, be sure to follow us. Um, leave a review if you'd be so kind and tell a friend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's word of mouth is usually how most podcasts grow. And, uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, run, run your mouth and, and tell your friends. Jesus, <laughs> run your mouth. <laughs> Aggressive. Uh, I would like to make a personal thank you to Peyton Pedkiss, uh, who is responsible uh, for our intro and outro theme. Very talented human Woo-hoo! being. Uh, love us some Peyton. Uh, and most of all, I would like to thank all of you for listening. I hope you had as much fun as we did. And we will see you next week. Nope, that's not how I end the show. <laughs> I have been your roommate, Roger. And I've been your roommate, Xavier. Steph, say you've been, you've been your roommate, Steph. Thanks for queuing me up there, Roger. And I have been your roommate, Steph. And we will see you next week on part two. The sequel. Steph, say continued. <laughs> I don't know what do they say. You didn't, you didn't tell me what to say. Uh, sorry. Uh, so it's just the name of the show. Uh, part two, the sequel, continued. So you just say continued. Okay. Continued. Perfect. Okay, I'll just splice that in. <laughs> Perfect. You, you should add <laughs> no, the yay first. Leave me going, what? <laughs> yay.